0: The Internet Explained. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis
1: on Radio Live.
2: Welcome to Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis with you right through until 8 o'clock. Spend our ballet playing us into the hour with I'll Fly For You. And I play that. I play that because I know you've had this experience. I know you've had this experience, but I had it this morning. I went out to my hangar, went out to my hangar, went to get my aeroplane out, and someone parked me in. they parked me in. There was some other little aeroplane parking me in with a note saying, well, you know, if you want me to move it, give us a call. So uh, I'll fly for you. The, that song is the only flying going on in my life today. But it's going to be a cracker. Show number 234. That's quite a few. You get a cake at 240, I think, or maybe 250. I've been saying this every round number ever since we got through 100. Uh, I'd love you to be part of the show. Text me 3920, keyword live. You can tweet me at Vaughan Davis, and I'll follow you right back. Hey, later on, Mr Paul Brislin is in the house. He has got an app that has the answer to your petrol price woes. Uh, He's got the lowdown, and he's promised me that he's going to get it right this time so that the Spark PR person doesn't uh, email us both on Monday morning and say we got it wrong. He's got the lowdown on the new broadband plans from Spark. That'll be interesting. And, stop the press, we have an actual innovation from a New Zealand bank. No, not a talking piggy bank, not a creepy virtual assistant that no one asked for and no one likes. Some actual innovation from a New Zealand bank. First though. I've been so sad since you said my accent was bad. He's a
0: throne, this Caledonian clone. I'm just gonna have to wanna hesitate and make sure my world
2: Once upon a time the boys down on the farm really knew their cheese. These days though they're more likely to know their apps. Farming is becoming a high-tech business and you're just as likely to see a farmer pull a smartphone from her pocket as a yellow notebook. One area technology is helping out is health and safety and Rural Supplies Cooperative Farmlands has just launched an app to keep farmers safe. It's called Safe Farm. Andrew Horsborough is a Canterbury farmer and director of Agri Products who developed the thing. Welcome to the show. Hi, Paul. Where are you and what
1: do you farm? i'm uh based in christchurch and i've got an orchard just on the outskirts of the town
2: well that's that's not quite as farmy as i'd hoped you, you, you oh, could have made something up about yeah. you know five 500 head of cat, cattle and a, 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 an indeterminate number of sheep
1: uh, actually grew, grew up on a sheep and beef farm in the wire and i've uh, been involved in agricultural industry and farming my whole life so, oh there you go um, have, a, have a lot of uh, a lot to do with dairy and and sheep beef and, and and horticulture, so so you, mix there.
2: you you've experienced the whole spectrum. So you've got an app it's called Safe Farm. Um, you've launched with a crowd called Farm IQ. Tell me about the app.
1: Sure, Farmland is always looking for ways that it can uh, do things to help its shareholders, and so with our strategic relationship with uh, Farm IQ, we've. Uh, Pull together a, a comprehensive health and safety app that we're bringing free to uh, to every shareholder, and it's a, it's an app that's really designed to you know try and help counter what I'm sure we've all heard about you know some pretty um, terrible statistics out and headlines out there regarding safety in, in rural New Zealand. So it's a, it's an app that we're hoping will will make it uh, make a difference.
2: So talk me through the app. How does it actually work? What does it, you know, from day to day for the farmer out there on their tablet or phone or whatever? What does it do for them? How does it keep them safe?
1: So it's 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 a health and safety it's software that um, we will, will enable them to, you know, accurately record and manage all their hazards and their risks, and uh, and all of the mitigations that uh, that they need to put in place. But it's a it's a it's a mobile one. It's an app that uh, it's you know on their smartphone. So the whole team on farm will have uh, real time access to everything that's been identified, and to, to visitors to um, on on farm and what's happening. And it's also you know designed around. Everyday activities, so that it's uh, you know map-based, practical, easy to use, and you know we're really hoping that through you know something that they do use every day, it'll it'll ensure that it's uh, it's uh, bringing health and safety to the, to the front of mind.
2: So let's get specific here. Paint paint me a picture. I'm a oh let's say I'm an orchardist, and uh, you know I have have my cup of tea, walk out into the orchard, fire up the app. What am I doing with it? What 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 am I actually putting into it, and what is it, what is it giving me back?
1: First, first i, I guess you're, you're setting up your farm so map based you're ensuring your boundaries are mapped and then and then you can identify the hazards on that map and you can identify all your emergency equipment where it is you can identify particular areas that may need to be managed in a, in a particular way to uh, ensure that the safety or the risk is is, uh, is, is minimised. And and it's an, it's, a, it's an app that's on the phone of every one of your workers, so you're all seeing the same thing. And uh, on a daily basis, you're using it if you see a new hazard, you can immediately capture it there and then. Um, there's no requirement to go back to the desk and pull out a piece of paper like you used to have to. You've got a, something that's uh, you know, real-time.
2: OK, so this makes a bit more sense now, because when I'm thinking of, you know, the, the classic man alone striding the paddocks, uh, have, having the risks he knows too well about on, on his own phone doesn't really add much. But when you've got a, a, a farm workforce to be able to tell someone, hey, you know, there's, um, I don't know, that, that, that slope is particularly muddy, so don't go down there in your quad bike, to be able to do that distributed across everyone's phones, that's where it becomes more useful, right?
1: That's right, and we've we've got uh, an extra um, addition to it that we're soon to release, which will ensure that every visitor on farm will also see all of those hazards and and have an um, instant awareness of them, or an induction on what they are prior to even entering on site. So that that's right, keeps it all real and uh, in real time.
2: So uh, I guess it's hard to generalise, but why is why is health and safety a particular issue for farmers these days? I mean, you know, it's. Is it just the, the work and the workplace or is is there an attitude that you're trying to change here among uh, among the farmers and farm workforce?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good good question because, you know, unfortunately the record in agriculture sector is not good when it comes to health and safety. And I think like all workplaces, there are hazards that do need to be managed carefully. But one of the challenges is, I, I guess, when you do something, you know, you live and work on the... On the property, and you do the same thing um, regularly, you can get familiarity, which can lead to, to complacency. So, you know, uh, it's it's essential to, I guess, have tools or have a, a forum where you're, you know, perpetually reminded of these uh, challenges and and something that brings them to the fore, so that you're you're always looking at how you can try and minimise the the, uh, the risks.
2: So, what are some of the risks that uh, you know farmers are, are typically facing? And, and obviously, for me, farm bikes and you know quad bikes comes to mind with you know the high rate of rollover accidents. What are the other sort of the the top um, villains of the piece? I um you know farms
1: of animals, weather, vehicles, hills. Uh, but you you touched. Touched on on quad bikes there, Vaughan. I think that's the key one. You know, uh, over 40 deaths since 2010, um, over 520 serious harm accidents just uh, you know, related to quad bikes since, uh, since that same period. So uh, I, I think that that would be the single biggest um, hazard that that, um, that uh, we see coming through the statistics in an unfortunate way.
2: So why tackle this with an app? I mean, there's a lot of ways you can, you know, change um, safety culture and safety behaviour in a workplace. You know, you can you can get a workforce and go out there and visit people and educate them. You can, uh, you know, make safety equipment more affordable. There's lots of uh, strategies you can take on. Why, why the app?
1: Yeah, I mean... This is just a tool and it, it'll, you know, it's successful be how the tool is used. But um, we saw the, the app was an opportunity to create something that was mobile, practical, simple to use and, and map based. It works the way that a farmer or an just might work, you know, when it's, when it's real time. And it's got also other features that, um, you know, will, will make the app be used on a, on a daily basis. Just trying to keep, keep things front of mind. So one
2: uh, w- one thing that always comes to mind uh, when you talk about apps and particularly internet connected ones is is privacy and who can see what. And I'm just putting myself in the position of the farmer, going, okay, well I know I've got some you know dodgy things going on on the farm. I, I, do I do I mark them on the map so that my workers can see them? And if I do, can Farmlands head office you know f- see that and rat on me? How's that controlled?
1: No, absolutely not. No, I mean, farmers has a, a very trusted relationship with our shareholders and, and, and we share data in, in many ways, but no, this is this is an app that's designed for the farmer. It's 100%, you know, confidential to them unless they choose to share it with a, an advisor to work through particular issues. Um, the the information that farmers have is, is, is confidential between farmers and our shareholders. So is, is anyone else doing
2: this around the world or is this a bit of a New Zealand first?
1: I'm not sure anyone in the world is is providing um, such a comprehensive um, software tool like this free to all of their shareholder base. So I, I, we're pretty proud of the the fact that we are, out, you know, out, out doing this. Um, I know that there are some health and safety packages um, out there, that, and anything that that helps on farm safety is, is a great thing. But um, well, one of the other things that's unique, I guess, about this is that Farm IQ. Um, has, has replicated the health and safety pack within all of their other packages so that when a farmer uses the health and safety pack that's free, if they upgrade to the Farm IQ. Um, you know farm management package then everything just flows straight into that so it's one one set of software for all of the activities that a farmer manages everything in one place
2: Andrew I want to talk about the uh, the sort of the wider tech environment for farm management a little bit after the break talking to Andrew Horsborough from Farmlands back soon it's Sunday social
0: an hour dedicated to social media with Vaughn Davis
2: Hey, welcome back to Sunday Social. Talking to Andrew Horsborough from Farmlands, which is a farmers cooperative, about an app they've just rolled out called FarmSafe. Andrew, welcome back. Hi, Paul. Yes,
1: Safe Farm.
2: That's oh, Safe. The, oh, sorry, yeah. it's called Safe yep. Farm. You're quite right. I've written it down two <laughs> different ways on my notes, and I just went and read the read the wrong one. Is, 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 is FarmSafe is probably made by the competition, uh, Safe Farm. <laughs> I can imagine the brainstorming session. Oh, what should we call it? Farm safe, safe farm. Oh, we'll go with safe farm. Safe farm. Say it, say it enough times, I'll remember it. Um, tell me about the the technology that this runs on. So, can I just whip this on to any old uh, mobile phone, or do you need a special uh, device to run this on? So, um,
1: designed to work on, on standard smartphones, so Android, iOS devices, and. Um, and the desktop, so yeah, designed to work in a way that um, on tools that a farmer
2: would use, yeah. And then the, the next question that that com- comes with this is connectivity. So, you know, most apps of this sort will require some sort of internet connection. How how does that work, and and how does that tie in with the degree of internet access that a lot of farmers have?
1: So definitely able to be used um, offline and uh, if you capture things without that coverage then when you do get back into your wireless it'll all update to your um, desktop version and everyone else's version when they're back in wireless. Yeah we do again that is a challenge and and the coverage across uh, rural New Zealand is is something that has to be um, well considered when you Taking software out to, uh, to, to
2: to provincial New Zealand. Yeah, well, I mean, with with farming, like any other business, moving more and more um, online, especially the you know the, everything from the accounts to the you know the stock management and checking the weather and, and stuff. Ha- how much of an issue is internet access for New Zealand farmers?
1: Um, I, I think that I think that it's it's just. I've sort of alluded to before. Good good software ensures that you can do things offline, and that um, that when you know you're back within your your, your your range of your your wireless back in the house or the sheds, that everything then can connect. So uh, it, it certainly is an issue, and we'd certainly love to see greater coverage. But um, it, there's there's ways around it at the moment. Yeah.
2: So the organization behind this is farmlands so any of our rural listeners will know exactly what that is but for people who don't know about it g- give me a, a bit of a rundown on that and and also why farmlands would bother distributing this app for free to you know to its customers sure
1: so i like guess farmland's traditionally known as sort of rural s- s- sort of supplies but also um services so as a as a cooperative, um, you know, we're perpetually looking at how uh, the, the power of many can come together to help the individual. You know, the purpose of joining a cooperative like Farmlands enables not just um, consumables and products on farm, but also um, expertise. You know, we've got agronomists and nutritionists, and then we've got um, businesses that are wrapped around those that uh, that help sort of vertical integration with, with everything we do with the, farm, with the farmer. And then why would you give it away for free? Um... Because we can, I guess we, we we really wanted to to do something to help you know our shareholders work safe and come home safe every day. Our our strategic relationship with Farm IQ enabled us to 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 pull this together, and um, and it's something that we we really wanted to do. We we really want to make a difference and try to help here. So
2: Safe Farm is the safety component, the health and safety component, map based. You said it connected into a wider platform, Farm IQ. Tell us about that.
1: Sure. Farmlands invested um in December in uh, Farm IQ together with Silver Friend Farms, Pamu and, and Vicent and Farm IQ is a is a comprehensive farm management practice. We see it as sort of best in class and uh the challenges farmers have, orchardists have these days is that there's just data sets everywhere. There's information required to be managed in so many different places and what a farm management tool does is it pulls it all together in, in, one, in one spot to enable all that information to come together and provide information to, to help with benchmarking, to help control everything in a simple way and then and, and also to help it be uh, used practically and, and you know, combined with the map and, and, and work in a way that the farmer works.
2: So, I I guess it it makes uh, makes farming a a more attractive proposition to to people who are into uh, IT and video games. I was just, uh, just as you're saying that, uh, you may, are you a bit of a Facebook user, Andrew? Up very, very infrequently. Very infrequent. Oh, what are you doing on my show? Come on. Um, <laughs> there was, there was a, there was there a, was a game. One of the the signature games of Facebook earlier on was a thing called Farmville, which it was essentially um, farming uh, reduced to click your paddock to pump, plant your pumpkins. So I guess this is this Farm IQ is the uh, the grown-up version of Farmville. Yeah, there's, so, there's
1: some actually neat neat. Uh, just a games out there like that. My son was uh, playing one the other day, and it's actually really neat. That it's um, it's bringing people's interest really into the agricultural sector and and the technology sector. So there
2: well. are farming simulators. There are actually quite high, you know, quite uh, quite fancy farming simulators. Who would have thought? So how how does this sit? I'm gonna, you know, you you would um, the assumption, the biased assumption you would make is that younger farmers would take to this technology really readily. And older farmers would not. Is is that true, or is it is it really embedding a, a, you know, across the whole spectrum?
1: Yeah, there, there are farmers across the whole spectrum using um, technology. The technology and farming is, is becoming more and more of an everyday um, part of the uh, you know the the, the, the jobs. The weighing systems, accounting software, scenario planning tools. You know your temperature probes and how they connect with your irrigation systems replacement placement with your, your fertilizer and your agrochemical spraying, um, you know, and then the emerging IoT sort of tools that are coming out there. So I think, um, you know, the, the 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 farmer that's always looking for a way to do something better or improve what they're doing year on year is is uh, is, is re- reaching out and using tools um, like these more and more so.
2: So the Safe Farm component, the Health and Safety app, how long has that been out there in, in operation? Uh, Two weeks ago, we launched it. Well, oh, that—that's that, it's pretty early days, uh, clearly. So, what what do you consider to be a measure of success for the for the app? You know, w- how will you know that it's worked? Uh, what are you measuring?
1: Um, yeah, I said it before. I guess uh, we 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 really want to make sure that every single sort of farmer or in New Zealand can work safe and come home safe every day. And you know, we would we would love. I think that, a you know, a simple-to-use app that can be part of everyday activities helps bring safety to the to the front of mind on a daily basis and, and does make a difference.
2: So any time an app's gone to market, by the time it gets to market, you're already thinking about what next and, you know, what version 2.0 is going to look like and what features are going to roll out that you couldn't fit into the, you know, the initial version. What What's in the future for Safe Farm? Yeah,
1: you're right. Well, yeah, we, we've... Um, already got sort of the next release plan we've got um safe visits um planned which is um ensuring that anybody who visits the farm from perhaps a visiting dark shooter through to you know the, the contractor through to your, you know your, your trusted farm and rural supplies um, um agent that, that um they will know prior to arriving, all of the hazards on the farm that the farmer has shared with them. So the farmer will fulfil all their obligations by being able to get that visitor to pre-induct um, themselves and then the farmer or will know when that person is on farm, when they leave the farm. And, uh, and then there's a whole lot of other... Um, Sort of areas that we're looking to add to, just to, to ensure that it's a, it's a really practical and, and tool
2: that's used every day. So, so if I'm coming out to do some, uh, you know, some work with a, a farm-based client, I can just in the future uh, go through this app the night before, you know, understand the hazards rather than wasting half an hour when I get there. Is that the, is that the vision? That's right. Yes. Well, when I, wa- wa- when I say say wasting, I mean you know, using time on a on a workplace induction.
1: That's right, and, and you're doing it in a controlled environment where you can ensure that you're you know, identifying what hazards are on farm and that you're acknowledging that so that uh, you're helping um, yourself stay safe and, and helping the, the farmer um, you know, fulfill all the obligations and, and making sure that everyone's aware of everything that's on farm that needs to be uh, shared.
2: So if I'm a farmland shareholder, listen to this so I haven't got the app yet, how do I go about getting hold of it?
1: Sure, so go to the farmland's website and there'll be a nice uh, walkthrough link there.
2: Easy as that. Hey, uh, Andrew Horsborough from Farmlands, thank you so much for joining me on Sunday Social. Thanks, Vaughan. After the break, Mr. Paul Brislin joins us with the apps, websites, and tech news you just cannot do without, including, we guarantee an accurate, an accurate, trustworthy lowdown on the new unplans from Spark. Back soon. Vaughn Davis, hashtag SundaySocial Radio Live. Hashtag welcome back, Mr. Paul Brislin. Welcome to the chair. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am a box of birds, actually. I, I'm what I'm kind of bird? Uh, what kind of birds? Well, that that's a really contentious question contentious at this at time of the year. I'd say gannet, but then I I Damn it, I, I don't gannet. think I, I don't think I really think that. I think I think I'm being bullied into it. Yeah, I think you probably have. I think I mean celebrity influenced <laughs> into it on the on the hashtag B O T Y. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of the pukeko. However, that's an Australian bird, so that doesn't really count. Is it really? Is yeah. It it is known as the purple swamp hen, uh. Uh, a breeding population arrived one uh, one morning after and a particularly strong western. <laughs> <laughs> Never left. Never Well, they couldn't because the it was the Trash panda it, it, it of was, New Zealand. It, is, it was is a Westerly. Wow, the, that yeah, was it. Exactly. So, um, crikey, I'm I'm fond of the Kereru. Yes, uh, I can't yes. remember the Northland they do name. There's a special it. Northland there is. name, a for, it. name there. for it. Different name up there. And uh, the, one of the reasons I'm I'm fond of it is because uh, and Andrew Andrew Horsburgh from uh, Farmlands will be surprised to know mm. I, have, I have a small ho- small holding. A small holding. A small holding. How, small how many goats have you got, Vaughan? More than you, Paul. You do have more goats. More than zero. More than my goats. You have. Yes, and And the house on the property has sort of a lot of windows and um, I arrived uh, one weekend to see the perfect imprint. That's cartoon. Ca- ca- I'm doing the cartoon. I was going to say you know. spread eagle, but spread <laughs> keterude, uh of, of a woodpigeon which oh. had flown smack dab straight into the glass and and left its oily imprint. Uh, did you find its corpse below the window or no? Had it so it, was to a, get up and go? it either flew away happily or was eaten, eaten by rats while stunned yet still alive. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, I've got no segue. I've got no, no segue. What do you go from one?
1: there? Dum, dum,
2: dum. Um, Google Plus. Google Google, Google Plus. Minus. Bites <laughs> the dust. Um, most people are gonna be saying, Google, Google what? what? Google who? Yeah. So this was the big news this week. Uh, yeah, it, was. Well, it was. it was news. It was news. Google, about five years ago, thought, you know what? Social media. F- Facebook, LinkedIn, they can't have all the fun. We've gotta have our own. We yeah. do. So they invented Google Plus, which wasn't the first time they'd done a social no, network. There was first, what was the was it wave or waves, wave or pulse. No, I, they look, did they did something about 10 years ago they did. which, was, which and was it wasn't awesome very really good. good. No. So Google Plus was kind of neither Facebook nor LinkedIn, although you could say it was a little bit closer to LinkedIn, a little bit more business like. Yes, yeah. Um and it was popular with the techyati. Well, I think it was popular with Google employees for the Google employees and technical people. Yes, they announced this week they're going to shut it down. Um, yes, somewhat contentiously.
0: Well, really? Yes, because the reason why they're shutting it down is because they got hacked. Oh, there
2: was that. Oh, there was that. There was that. No, the there was re- that cheesy whittle. The, the reason the reason they're <laughs> going to shut it down is because no one's using it. No. Uh, the, the most surprising thing about the news story that they had a vulnerability in the Google Plus platform that left five hundred thousand passwords vulnerable. Mm. The most surprising thing about that was that there were five hundred thousand passwords yeah. to be vulnerable. Exactly.
0: And um, the the stat you pulled out there is. Um, uh, Currently, Google Plus has low usage and engagement. Says Google. Says Google, which is really quite eye-opening in itself. The ninety percent of sessions last less than five seconds, fewer than five
2: seconds. That means basically people are. I think it's less less than five seconds because it's a continuum rather than discrete. Sure. Because you can have four and a half. You could. You could. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I count them individually. No. You don't.
0: No. no. All right. So, um, but yeah, gone. Gone. They're divisible. They're divisible. Yes. They are indivisible. No, they're not
2: indivisible. You can <laughs> have half a thing. second. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. You're, d- you're, devi- you're being divisive. I am being divisive. So if yes. you were pinning your hopes of world domination on growing a strong Google Plus network and uh, making lots of Google Plus connections, Good man, luck to you. forget about yeah. it. Gone. Toast, toast. And more importantly, I
0: think, um, Google tried desperately not to tell anybody about it until such time as they were all sorted out. They found out about this back in May. Um, March, March, March. March, March March. even. Sorry, March, the other M word. Months and months and months. many Many months later, they finally said, oh, yeah, no, it's true, we've been hacked. This is unacceptable behaviour on behalf of anybody that you'd trust with your data. And I'm sorry, but Google knows everything about me, including how many times I scratch my nose. So it is most unwelcome news to discover that they're willing to hide the truth from the user base. Uh, Thankfully, we've got Organisations like the EU, which has a shiny new um, uh, data protection law, which will sue them within an
2: inch of their life for this kind of carry-on in the future. Yes, it's going to be a big, big payday for the uh, oh, European, yes. European courts. Hey, on the good news front, mm. now this just this next one just popped up in my uh, LinkedIn timeline oh, actually today. That's really that's what I do on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I look at <laughs> you LinkedIn through LinkedIn. Well, I comb through all sorts of things, trying mm. to get the the very latest information Knits. for Knits. the show. Knits. And um, BNZ has done some actual digital innovation. The reason I've got my cynical face on is because New Zealand banks are not well known for digital innovation. They're well known for digital novelty. That's right. Which is a very different thing. Yep. So BNZ has done something which actually solves a real customer problem and actually makes you feel... Like you're in the 21st century. It's only that a- seems unlikely. It's only 18 years later, or is it 19? I can never work that out. Yeah, now, mm, um, yes. Or is it 17? Don't uh, know. It's, uh, yeah, one, one of those. It, it's, it's certainly not so, 18, it's one, one, side, <laughs> one, one number <laughs> on the side. One or the other, yeah. Um, but what act- have they done? They've worked out a way to open a bank account online. Dom, dom, dom. I know. Well, this seems remarkably silly, isn't it? That Com- it's taken this long to get that. Yeah. Far? So completely online. So you don't have to, um, you know, get get your birth certificate yep. and and go into Gringotts and stand in, in yes, the banking yes. chamber. Do yes. you know that that's what the, the 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 main room in a bank is called? The Gringotts. No, it's the called the banking, the chamber. banking chamber. I it's did called, not It's know. called the banking chamber. The banking chamber. The place where the banking happens is mm, the banking chamber. So that like makes Harry sense. Potter and the Chamber and the of Banking. Chamber of Bankers. This is this yes. is true. It, it is the bank I believe you. I believe you, because only banking would come up with a phrase the banking on. chamber. So you no longer need to go into the banking chamber. You could you could oh, open good, an account, transact, and die. Eventually, not straight not away. Not straight away. Um, no. Without ever going in. And the way they're doing it is all you need is something with a webcam. Yep. Uh, and a passport. Oh, okay. Because it's oh, a unique identifier. It is. So what you have to do is answer a couple of questions online and then they capture a couple of videos. One of your passport, a mm. video of your passport, interestingly. A video? Which makes it harder to fake, well, doesn't it, does Well, of course it, it does. Because it does, moving pictures, 24 frames a second, even if it's digital. Really hard you're to still fake. still going to have to do an awful lot of work to make awful that fake. Awful lot of fake. work. So yeah. a video of you holding your passport and one of you saying a phrase. I don't know what the phrase is because I've so, already got a bank account. Yes, yeah. And then wham, bam, a, a da- a next business day, you've got an You're account. up and running. Well, that is really interesting
0: because uh, opening a business account with ASB, I had to uh, actually go into this thing they've got called a branch and fill in forms it like an animal. In the banking chamber? In the banking chamber. I was lured into the chamber. Uh, and that I that had was to take in
2: th- 500 forms of identity. Did, did, and, oh, my goodness. Did you, did you speak to a human or were you forced to uh, engage with a, a spooky with a bot. virtual bot? No, no, I was forced to Hello. speak with a human who didn't oh. know anything, uh, which was even worse. It makes you want to talk to a robot, really, yeah. It? it really did. So actual innovation from a bank, five stars, BNZ, uh open account online. Absolutely love it. Well full no. credit, yes, you can get credit. Full credit. You can get oh, credit, you can get debit, you can get all those things. All Fabulous. those things. I love it. Hey, um, on the media front, this is interesting. The front uh, of the media. I think we've gone through a line. Uh in August, we've gone through we one, have one of those um Tipping Points. Don't
0: use that phrase.
2: No, I was trying to think of another word, watershed. Watershed, a Rubicon. Have we crossed the Rubicon? We have crossed the Rubicon. Um sure. A what? <laughs> A shore. I A, said. Sure. A shore. A <laughs> shore. Yes, we keep keeping with the water metaphor. That's right. Um, as of August, more of us are watching Netflix than uh, Plugged into Sky. That's, yeah, exactly.
0: This is, as you say, this is the turning point uh, because uh, not only do we now have the shiny new fiber network for many, many parts of New Zealand that give us um, uh, excellent speeds, uh, have you got the, it yet? I have. I've got it. I've got it connected. Well, quite what I recently. want to do is move the connection, and that is, um, I may have to visit the banking chamber at Chorus right. HQ in order right. to make that right. happen. Right. But, right. Right. Um, uh, but yes, yeah. So uh, because you've got this network, people are now saying, "Well, let's have a little look around and see what else there is out there." And when you're talking about paying hundreds of dollars a month versus paying, I don't know, fifteen dollars a month for Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, I've got Amazon Prime. I think it's about four dollars a month. Uh, for some excellent shows on there and the new Good Omens show will be out shortly and, and that's another reason for me to extend another month. Um, it, it's very hard to justify paying that much money for Sky unless it's just for the sport.
2: but do you know that the other thing I was thinking is Amazon Prime, Netflix, uh, Apple Apple Movies, Lightbox. Yep. Well, Lightbox is the exception to the thing I'm about mm. to say. I haven't run into anyone in New Zealand who works for Netflix or Amazon Prime or yes. Apple Movies yet they're providing all this amazing content at quite a good price, yet there's a truckload of people and many buildings and, and yeah. machines that go bing uh, working for Sky. Yeah, It's yeah. just, they, they just can't compete. They, they really can't. It is, um, aside from the sport, and
0: we've seen Spark aggressively go after a number of the big sporting events, uh, they really don't course, have spark,
2: an yeah spark yeah spark are going as a telco as a telco yeah that's right're going sports fans so i think this could be uh this could be the the year the year it turned the corner and i think the the downward slope is going to be very very uh steep slippery. and slippery mm-hmm. we need the uh we need the safe farm app to we tell will. us to we tell will. us not to take our, yeah, uh, yes. our quad bike Make on sure it. you wear the white helmet now of course the thing that Facilitates this—the thing that allows you to, you know, not not have a satellite dish on your roof. Yes, that, that, that's actually going to be a thing. Is what it are we, what what we going to do with, with a million the, satellite dishes? <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do with them? We could we could set up our own SETI array, yeah. uh, in Wilder and uh, and, <laughs> and, 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 and just point point at the point stars, it at the stars. And see what we can find. We
0: can find ET. Goodness me, we I'm can, pretty sure Sky still owns them. Or do they do they come and disconnect them? No, and they, don't, they, don't, don't they don't. They don't want to know you. They just
2: leave them there
0: to rot. Good. And they do too. I've seen a couple lately that are rusty and full of holes and parsley really? things. Really? Yeah, like, yeah, their, yeah. like
2: their business plan? Yeah, I, I said, well, look, you no. know, get into enough trouble as it is. Hey, so anyway, the, the the reason you can watch all this stuff is because you've got a big fat fibre pipe coming into right. your house. Gigabit speeds. Yep. And this week, Spark announced that rather than plans, so, you know, pay $100 yep. a month for this or whatever it is, they're moving to unplans. They and are. I started reading about this and I thought, you know what? Paul Brislin <laughs> used to be two two things, two things here. Firstly, Paul Brislin used to be the CEO of the Telecommunication Users Association I in New did. Zealand. The two ends. And secondly, uh, he was here when we got it very, very wrong about his Spark app and he's not gonna <laughs> get it wrong twice. Listen. So tell me about Tell me about these new unplans from Spark. Well, so there's an
0: interesting phenomenon with telcos that you buy a plan, you you try you, when you sign up, you basically have to try and guess how much data you're going to use next month. Yeah. Will I use 15 gigabytes of data? Will I use 50? Will I use 100? Oh, I just don't know. And in the past, what's happened is when you've overshot your plan, uh, you get into the terrible territory of paying... Pay as the, you go. Pay as you terrible, go. Terrible, which terrible. is ghastly <clears throat> because uh, you could pay an extra $5 a month and just move up a plan, or you can end up paying hundreds of dollars a month, if you're not careful, uh, for the same amount of data. So what uh, Spark has done quite quite cunningly is introduce kind of three tiers. So uh, if you're going to use less than $60, gigabytes of data you pay $65. Which is not very much. Which is not too bad for, a, for an internet connection. Uh, from there up to 120 you just pay $75. So they are kind of plans but um, not really because you can slide along the scale you see and uh, uh, move as required. So if you suddenly find yourself uh, the kids have left home, and you know everybody's away for a oh, month, and, I you wish. Yeah, and they've taken their internet demands with them. Uh, your internet use will drop down below the level. Then suddenly you're on the plan below, uh, and you don't have to do anything; it just happens
2: automatically. Right. So, so you they take end away up that pain port. you end up not paying for stuff that you that didn't use by and large yeah yeah at a yeah. quantum level uh yeah not
0: paying for stuff that you don't use that's that's right which is um quite unusual in uh telco land because they do like you to pay oh they like you to pay for stuff that you will never use and never want to didn't sign up for in the first place do you think it'll take off i think um there is a as we as we get these new shiny exciting new fiber connections uh people are either moving to unlimited connections um, such as myself because you know it's just much easier or you'll find this kind of thing becoming quite commonplace because people do want the flexibility uh, and they don't want to be they don't, be end, they don't end up paying for a connection that they're actually not making the most use out of I, d- so. I don't
2: know I, I mean I, I think about this a little bit and you know for me if you know we're gonna, let's let's graph um, you know gigabytes mm. and 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 dollars yes it's just going to go to zero. Yeah, right. yeah, the, yeah, natural, yeah. the natural the yeah. natural price of internet has is, is got to be zero. The one so
0: pipe. Yeah, so, exactly so,
2: right. so what's left? You know, once, once they've installed it all, it's kind of paid for yeah. itself. So what's left? What's left is content. And and that's what they're getting into. Yeah, so yeah. at the moment, they're bundling the Lightbox, the Spotify, the whatever, uh, the Neon, if you're with Vodafone, for free. Yes. But eventually that's going to become
0: the thing you you're, pay for. That's right. You'll pay for the internet. Uh, you'll pay for the service you're signing up to. Um, The internet bit comes for free because yeah. that's the delivery mechanism. Well. Of course
2: if we get rid of this pesky net neutrality thing <sighs> the, the way they, the way they could compete well. would be to say you know would be for Spark and Vodafone and whoever's got the the fiber infrastructure to say you know what um, Amazon Prime you know what Netflix yeah, if, you wanna, if you want to if you want to bring stuff through our network you got to you got to pony
0: up and that's exactly what Comcast did in the US yep. uh Netflix you'll have to pay us some money and Netflix said no suddenly all the customers were ringing Netflix of course saying why is my connection not working any longer Uh, Comcast throttled Netflix's connection to
2: the Internet uh, until they paid. And I've gone from from being a big fan of net neutrality to suddenly, in the course of this conversation, seeing why it makes perfect, perfect sense. Hey, after the break, the apps you just cannot get through this last day of the school holidays without. Back soon. Connecting you to the future of the Internet. Internet.
0: It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis.
2: Welcome back to Sunday social 11 minutes to eight. Getting ready for the weekend variety wireless. Mr Graham Hill waiting in the wings, but while we wait, don't worry, be happy. There's a bazillion apps out there. Most of them are rubbish. In fact, (laughs) 99% of them, Paul, By, and north of ninety nine. By golly, we go through a lot of apps by on this show. And, junk. And, and a lot of them are junk. Yep. Hey, I've, I've got to I've got to rewind the clock a little bit. Um going into uh, Andrew Horsborough's interview, I played the oh, Proclaimers. Cool. Uh, you did. big band of the late nineteen eighties. Yep. Uh, much more than their 500 miles um, much more o- Jean, over- overplayed overplayed hit. Um, they're coming to New Zealand. Eight shows in, I um, don't know, a few months. So we'll get them on the show and we can quiz them about their social media presence. Well, they're, they're not big on social media. No. They're not big on social media. Some bands are. Uh, going back to that period, Billy Bragg. Billy Bragg. Billy Bragg, big on social media, often up for a chat. William Often up Bragg. for a chat. Yes, exactly, if you do catch him. Um, Tracy Thorne from Everything But The Girl, yes. also from that era. Yeah. Uh, quite, quite uh, chatty on the social Media. That's good. I was chatting
0: today with Moana Maniapoto-Jackson, as is my want on the internet, uh, about children, for that most part. Oh, if anybody's go. got any ideas of what to get her 28-year-old son
2: for... That, that's his our children.
0: Christmas. No, well, yes, we moved on. Um,
2: then please do let her know, cos she's a... What, mother, to get a 28-year-old for Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Or for his birthday, it could have been. Crikey, I'm, I'm going. Go, I'm, I'm thinking here to when, when my son's a 28, what, what I'll get for, for, for Christmas when they're 28 is probably bail. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. Cash, Dad. Yeah. Dad, I'm in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bail me, bail me out again, man. It's Christmas. Hey, um, how big is this country? Now, this is interesting, because you saw a, uh, a fascinating... A a fascinating animated GIF yes. and/or JIF on uh, on the internet today, and tell me what you saw. I saw a map
0: uh, of the world um, that uh, would go from the obvious standard map that we're <coughs> all used to, with the uh, with the countries looking as they normally do, uh, and at the push of a button would um, would scroll and become one of those funky looking. Uh, who is it, M- uh, Mercator? Ma- uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, You've so run out of words. S- You've have. run out of words. I have. So, so what, it, what it did is is it went from the standard Mercatus projection Thank you. Uh, map that we're all familiar with. So North uh, America off to the left. Big, looks, yeah, you yeah, know, big, yeah. Big, big, big America, enormous Russia across the top. Big Greenland, know, all sitting that. in the middle. Yep. Big Greenland, yep. all that stuff. And then with the drag of a mouse, suddenly a lot of those Northern Hemisphere countries became a lot smaller. They did. And the Southern Hemisphere ones became proportionately larger. So what was happening there, is that the one of the one of the drawbacks of uh, Mercator's uh, cylindrical projection, which is how you, exactly. know, say you get a sphere onto a onto a onto a rectangle? Yeah, basically. One of the drawbacks is uh, it doesn't offer constant scale across the same map. So, so when it you make distorts. a map, yeah, when you make a map like that, you've got to make a. Um, a political decision almost, as to which areas of the map you want to be constant scale and which areas well, you just don't care about.
0: clearly Europe and North America are the places that need to be constantly giant. Yeah. And everyone else can, can just off c- and be can, can
2: recede yes. to the fringes. So that's what that was correcting mm. for, and it's quite dramatic. Um, another place you can see that effect, and I think it's pretty cool, is a, a website called thetruesize.com. Ooh. I have not been there. No, it's, it's, no. It's, it's, it's well worth it. It's well worth it. So what thetruesize.com does is shows that effect in a country by country uh, manner. Mm. So you go to the thetruesize.com, you go, I wonder how big New Zealand is compared to mm, the United States. Oh, okay. So how many New Zealands would fit inside the United States? Well, kind States. of. Yeah, yeah. And most people would say, you know, the United States is very big indeed and New Zealand is very small. Mm. Turns out there's not much difference in length. Ah, true, true, because we are long and skinny. We are long and skinny. So the way the website works is you you choose uh, your first country, in this case New Zealand, you drag it anywhere mm. in the world and plonk, and plonk it. it down, and the website displays the two countries at constant scale. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very uh, nice. Uh, there, thereby thereby proving my my assertion. This mm. is how I got in this. I got a, you know went down an internet rabbit hole <laughs> arguing about the length <laughs> of New Zealand. My assertion that the distance from the very top of yeah, New Zealand to the, the very the very bottom to uh, the Finland uh, Station, whatever it is, yeah, uh, is not very much different from the distance from Canada to Mexico. I and, would and say, it's not. It's not, yeah, it's can't be, can't be too far off. It, and if you flipped us over, mm. um, which would be very, very uncomfortable. Sideways, huh? Um, I mean, mirror imaged us. Oh, you, yes. You'd snug quite ne- neatly into the Pacific Coast of the United States. So oh. the website is thetruesize.com. Go and have a play. If you're ever feeling inadequate and and tip it in, uh, just get on that site, have a bit of a drag, and uh, away you go. Nice, nice. I, I, I think it's quite cool. I think it's quite cool. Hey, uh, what do you want to talk about, Paul? We've got a lot. We've got a lot of as
1: Let's always. Let's talk about the Weather.
0: I'm a yeah. big fan of the weather. Oh, have you been looking at that app? Have I have. I have. I have been looking at the app, and it's it's a thing of beauty. It's yeah. gorgeous. I like good weather apps. So and there are I'll, some interesting ones. I'll set
2: up and you can uh, and you can describe it. So the thing about weather apps is they all tell you the same thing. Open a window, stick your no, head out. No, they don't. They don't tell do. you. That. No, they, they don't do. Uh, pretty much all weather apps yeah derive they all look from the same. the same well they don't look the same. They don't look the same, but they all give the same forecasts. They do. Because by and large, they derive from the same computer models. And, you know, your local meteorologist might tweak it a little bit here because he knows there's a a, a maunga to the the west and you get a Lee effect and whatever. But uh, they all have the same data. So it all comes down to how well they display the data. And showing the weather at a point in time is one thing, but how do you show other than a boring series of map after map after map where the scale, as we've already established, might be unreliable. How do you display that in a kind of a narrative fashion? Well, there's a a beautiful, beautiful app called Weather Wheel, which you've just installed. I have, and I'm playing with endlessly because it's gorgeous. You can drag your
0: thumb across the uh, screen left to right uh, and it will scroll the timeline backwards and forwards Uh, And you can get to see what the weather's going to do. So I am looking at Auckland at about uh, four o'clock in the morning. It's going to be quite cloudy. The the moon will have dipped below the horizon. But you're seeing it pictorially, right? It is. It's gorgeous. It is. um, It's like a cartoon, almost like an animated cartoon of uh, clouds passing along. Um, You can scroll the landscape at the bottom round in a big circle Like a Uh, wheel? Like a wheel.
2: Or like a planet, a two-dimensional
0: planet. The weather wheel. It is um, very good, and if it gives me better weather, I'm all for it.
2: I like it. I Um, I do like that. Now, I... uh, I will say it's for iPhone only not right. for Android so I haven't seen it on my own phone. Oh. Is the Auckland that it showed a generic city or did it, it have It is just uh, it doesn't look much like Auckland it's it just generic like, it's, okay. just a,
0: it's just it's just a township that anybody you know factories with jaggedy roofs right. and houses cle- cle- clearly
2: when down. it gets uh, when it gets more popular and there are more New Zealand users because some other cities around the world have I actual, land, actual oh, landmarks actual landmarks yeah which is which is kind of cool I so we like can that. either wait until that happens or we can move well, to New York we can demand it now. Demand it of them. That I guess I get it. I guess that is the uh, the other option. Now there was one more thing I wanted to talk about with you, and I'm trying was to remember it what g- it was. It wasn't gas. the wheel. It wasn't the ga- oh, Was it the Gatsby? Was it the Oh no, you know what? No, no? I, 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 We've spoken enough about the Gatsby. It's about um, this newspaper app. Oh yes, yes, yes. So I like again, a good this, is, this is the same thing, isn't it? It's it's the same information you'd get anywhere else, but it's presented in a cool way. Oh. So the name of the app is New Zealand Newspaper App. They they really pushed the boat out there, didn't they? they? Re- it's North Island, South Island, the New Zealand Newspaper App. What should we call it? Let's call it New Zealand we'll Newspaper We'll call it app. the New Zealand Newspaper App. And what this does, uh, it presents on, on the home screen uh, a kind of a virtual news rack and up the top are the national newspapers. Yep. Then there's the regional newspapers, almost all of them. Uh, then there's the sports specialty publications, business, the publications. business, and and the lifestyle. And you just click on the cover of any of yep. the any of the pictures, and it takes you straight to the news website that uh, relates to that paper. I and think it's you really can cool.
0: fossick around in there, read the news as you like. And then when you go back, uh, it takes you back to the to the app rather than just taking you back to the very beginning of the
2: news. Paper site, which is which is very useful. I think it's really neat. So what it doesn't do is get you through any firewalls. So the National Business Review is there, which is fam- famously firewalled, and I, I think a couple of the others. Well, a couple of them ask for donations and subscriptions, yep. but I yep. think it's the only real firewall. Um, but it's got every single major newspaper and a lot of the magazines in New Zealand, and there it is. Click, 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 and, click. And a week ago, and including of course News Hub. Yes and the Ataga Daily Times, which is well worth read. Well, that's completely independent, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's which, completely which, out there on the Which is quite time. neat. Do you know the weirdest thing about it, though? So the name is New Zealand Newspaper App, if you're looking to download that. Be a great one to have on your tablet, if you're a big tablet yeah, user. Yeah, I think that's put right. Put this you on your tablet now. New Zealand Newspaper App uh, for your uh, Android or iOS um, tablet. But the weirdest thing, it's made in Argentina, and we're going we're gonna to take the next week to ponder <laughs> why it might be made in Argentina. Hey, thank you so much, Andrew Horsborough from Farmlands in the first half, Paul Brison in the second, Saskia in the booth. As always, heard you on air the other night. You were awesome. Graham Hill is next. I'm Bourne Davis. Nighty night.